I know you're paying attention to global events as well as what's going on in our nation. War and increased conflict is bubbling up in more places. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. Call Oxford Gold Group right now, and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. 833-995-G-O-L-D. When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? Well, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help you. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. So to save, visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com today. If you've got a military, first responder, emergency medical, or government service background, GovX.com is for you. You stepped up to serve our country and communities, and GovX delivers unbeatable deals that you've earned. GovX.com is the only site built exclusively to honor your service. Members save on epic brands and the gear they need for their on- and off-duty lives. You'll get incredible savings on tickets to live sports events, theme parks, and other entertainment. You can even save on travel, hotels, rental cars, cruises, and more. See if you qualify. Visit GovX.com. It's easy and totally free. Use code CLAY in the shopping cart to get an extra $15 off your first order. GovX, savings for those who serve. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Appreciate all of you hanging out with us as we roll through the Tuesday edition of the program. Joe Biden, by the way, a little bit of news, going to address the nation at 3.30 Eastern right after we go off the air on the latest on Ukraine. I know it's probably not in any way related to us, Buck. Doesn't it seem like our show ends and Biden talks a lot? Like right at 3.30? I mean, I mean maybe he's it, listening. Maybe he wants to it, learn something. That could be true. Could be true. Welcome into all the Democrats and the Biden administration. Maybe he likes the who Biden are, pressure we do sometimes. Well, the Biden pressure, I would say this. You and I together could not have done any worse as joint presidents than Joe Biden has done as solo president. Any worse, uh, Clay. They'd already be making <laughs> statues of Clay and Buck all over the country. We'd do a great job. We'd certainly uh, be better of, than Mr. Magoo. Speaking of statues and a guy who certainly would not have done worse, we are going to be down at Mar-a-Lago on this day a week from today, and we will be broadcasting live with President Trump uh, from Mar-a-Lago. So February if you want 22nd. To, February 22nd, exactly one week from today, we will be down at, uh, at Mar-a-Lago. President Trump will be on with us quite a bit during the course of that program, uh, doing the show live from there. So that is something for you to kind of put on the, the calendar to put a little notation one week from today. We'll continue to, to, to mention it as we get closer to that, but uh, should be a really fun program for us on the day after President's Day, one week from today, February 22nd. We will be live broadcasting from Mar-a-Lago for the whole show. It's going to be fantastic, folks, dude. 
Former uh, President right. Trump with us, Mar-a-Lago. We're going to have a lot to talk about. So, so much to get into. And a couple of things we want to get into with you. We'll play the uh, AOC ridiculousness on crime in a moment. But, Buck, I saw this data come out yesterday. Our friend Phil Kirpin shared this. Uh, it's a civics. Uh, it, it's a poll that came out from CivIQ S. I'm not sure exactly that brand, but they did a really good dive in on all 50 states. What is Joe Biden's approval rate in all 50 states? And the spoiler alert: not good. All right, only four states does Joe Biden have a positive approval rate right now: Hawaii. Maryland, and I got to be honest with you. What? What are you? I, I know Maryland does crab cakes and football, but what? I mean, how well, are, are they crab smoking cakes, Maryland? Football and Joe Biden, right? Like, what? How are they? By the way, it's forty-five, forty-three there. Massachusetts doesn't really. I mean, you could have any Democrat president on the planet in Massachusetts, and he would have a positive rating, right? I mean, it's virtually impossible. Vermont, similarly. Uh, not, I mean, you elect a socialist Bernie Sanders. It's not a surprise. Massachusetts and uh, Vermont. Hawaii's kind of a wacky place. I don't even know if they pay attention to what goes on in the continental United States there. But Maryland was the one that stood out. So a couple of ones that I want to hit you with, uh, Buck. Um, first of all, did you see this? What is Joe Biden's approval rating, Buck, in West Virginia? Oh, it's it's sub-20 for sure. 17% approval go. rate. I've never seen any state with a lower approval rating. So uh, West West by God, Virginia, uh, 17% country homes. Uh, they, they are not going to be happy about that. But, Buck, what stood out to me so much was what are the numbers in the quote-unquote swing states, right? The states where you look at them and start to project in 2024 based on how close they were in 2020 listen to this arizona 32 percent approval rating right now for joe biden 62 percent disapproval sorry 61 percent disapproval in arizona all right to the extent that arizona is a toss-up i don't think that florida is going to be a toss-up at all i think it's going to be a landslide state for ron desantis in 22 and also a landslide state for the whoever the Republican is in 24, 35% approval in the state of Florida, 32% in Georgia, right? I mean, some of these numbers, I'm looking at them, and I'm in just disbelief that they could be as bad. Pennsylvania, who we all know is going to be a huge uh, toss-up state uh, right now, 37% approval, 55% disapproval uh, for Joe Biden. And Wisconsin, 38% approval, 55% against Michigan, which obviously has been a big battleground uh, of late, 34% approval. I mean, if I'm looking at these numbers right now and I am in the White House, not only am I worried about 2022, Buck, I am looking ahead and saying, if we were having a presidential election right now, Joe Biden wouldn't just lose. He would get shellacked, a shellacking the likes of which we have not seen in this country, maybe going all the way back to like 1984. I mean, that's how bad of a beatdown Joe Biden is on track if he were on the ballot to get in 2024. I do think there's something very encouraging about the fact that the numbers, this country has not lost its mind. There are a yes, lot of people here who particularly doing during COVID completely lost their minds some of them are coming back and they are welcome welcome to 
team, team rationality, sanity. right? Yes. Team sanity. Uh, they're welcome. There's 20 to 30 percent of the country that unfortunately uh, MSNBC and the New York Times have burrowed so far. The wokeness has burrowed so deep in their brains that unfortunately I think we're just going to have to prevent them from being in power because they would ruin the country for themselves and for others. But there is at least some reality that is reflected in the polling that shows that people see that Joe Biden is just really bad at this. Like, this was never a good idea. It was never a responsible thing to make him the president. It was never the unity and normalcy that they promised. It was all just a big fraud during a a once-in-a-century pandemic, and we've talked about that so many times. But, Clay... This brings us to, and I, I've I've touched uh, I've talked to a few people. And I've always heard talking to my folks, and their people listen to us on the show, in the media world, and they'll say, you know, I don't think Clay's idea about Hillary is crazy. I got someone reached out to you about this yesterday. Like I don't think it's beyond the. First of all, here's what we do know for sure: is Hillary Clinton among the most power hungry human beings you could ever point to in modern American history? Therefore, she would jump at the opportunity. To run again? Absolutely. Right? I don't think anyone thinks that there's... And and then you look at, well, what would that look like with the situation of Biden's polls and his age and everything else? It starts to seem less crazy. That's also, though, why the Hillary spying story that we talked about yesterday and the rest of the media, other than obviously Fox and some other places, completely ignored, really does matter. It does yeah. matter. And, and here's why I say Hillary. And by the way, we got to play this AOC because one reason that I think the Democrats are going off a cliff is they followed people who get popularity on social media but don't necessarily resonate anywhere else. Remember, only one in 50 people ever comments on social media, meaning like Twitter, where the media spends all its time. I should have specified Twitter, but listen to this, Buck. Uh, Kamala Harris is a disaster. Let's start. Joe Biden can't run. Wait, right? Kamala Harris 82. is a disaster? Yeah. <laughs> Joe Biden presence. is going to be 82 running a presidential campaign. He would be 86 when he's done. I don't think he's capable physically of running a campaign. And I don't even think that unless COVID resurfaces and they're able to run another campaign from the basement, Joe Biden has no chance. I really don't think that the Democrats believe that. Kamala is a disaster, but it would be racist and sexist not to put her forward. Mayor Pete is probably the next guy, but I I can't believe nobody's willing to say this. Mayor Pete is not able to be elected as a Democratic nominee because he's gay and because a huge percentage of the black electorate is not going to vote for a gay guy to be president as the nominee. Now, could he be vice president? Maybe, but... Look at what happened to him in South Carolina. It's as if nobody will actually analyze it. Uh, Mayor Pete, as a gay man, is not going to be selected in the Democratic primary, which has such an overwhelming amount of black people who are voting in it because there is a huge collection of black voters who are very religious and are opposed to the idea, I believe, of a gay nominee. And it's like it's that they won't touch it in mainstream politics because it would require it would require some sort of analysis that would allow people to say wait a minute maybe maybe just republicans are not these awful homophobic people that there are actually democrats that are homophobic too which is a reality and is the truth all right i don't believe klobuchar i don't buy it um i don't think she has the sort of gravitas to be it's going to be hillary hillary is going to be the nominee 
But let's this, talk about say, it. This I, is calling your shot, Clay, because this I'm we're, calling we're, we're talking about years in advance. I am calling it years into the future right now. Hillary Clinton is going to be the Democratic nominee for 2024. Unless, caveat here, unless Durham puts her in prison. All right? Because I'm telling you, this like this is me taking off there's no way. Just, just, there's no way she's going to prison. They'll right, never so, do it. They'll never right. do it. They, I, and by the I, way, it doesn't matter what the evidence is because they would make essentially a political argument in the prosecutor's offices that this would rattle the country too much. And I get that. Do. I actually get that. And I feel the same way, by the way, about Trump because they're like, oh, he's going to go to prison. You have to arrest. No. If, if if I think in general, if you are arresting a major party political candidate. You are, and, and it's for something, let me say this, it's for something other than like murder, right? Like if, if there was a, if somebody, if, if Hillary Clinton had a gun and she finally got furious with Bill Clinton and she shot him and we were like, okay, it's a clear case of, uh, of homicide here. Then I'd be like, okay, you could charge the president uh, or the presidential candidate with a crime absent some sort of act of violence. I think the idea that you're going to arrest someone is difficult to pull off. So I think Hillary's going to be the nominee, which makes this Durham spying allegation so much more significant. But now what do we need to do? Let's go to break. We'll play the AOC. We'll talk a little bit more about the Hillary spying. And then we've got loaded guests coming up. Yeah, we've we've, we've got, got so yeah. many. And at the top of the next hour, by the way, probably the guy in politics who can talk most clearly and cogently about what's going on with the Durham investigation and the Clinton spying. I think it's probably Representative Jim Jordan from Ohio. He's scheduled to join us at the top of the next hour. He'll be phenomenal on that. And uh, and we are just loaded. I think we've also got here. I'll pull Senator up Haggerty's coming up right next. That's so right. We'll get to that. In Senator a Haggerty here coming up in a little bit. He'll have a strong take on this, I believe, as well. Uh, all of yes. that. Plus, we need to okay. play the AOC audio because it's truly incredible. Indeed. As we get older, one of the downsides is suffering the effects of overexertion or being sore when you exercise or just find you have more aches and pains that won't go away. There's a solution for this sensation, and it comes from our friends at Relief Factor. Created by doctors and perfected over 15 years of scientific research, Relief Factor was made for you. With four key ingredients, Relief Factor is a 100% drug-free product that addresses joint pain, knee, hip, back, neck, and shoulder pain. Hundreds of thousands of people have ordered Relief Factor, and about 70% of them go on to order more. If you are currently in pain, you have a 7 in 10 chance to eliminate it. Those are great odds. Reggie, living in Florida, took those odds and found the pain he was suffering from aging started to go away after taking Relief Factor for only four days. Join the more than half a million people with great results and order the three-week quick start for only nineteen ninety-five. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF to get the nineteen ninety-five three-week quick start developed for you. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. 
You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. The number one fantasy sports app in America is Prize Picks. It's the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Five million members already active on Prize Picks. If you've not yet downloaded Prize Picks, do it today. Unlike other apps on Prize Picks, it's just you against the number. It's about the players and not the teams. You look for the sports you know best and that you follow the most. Then you make a single decision on each player projection, more or less. Every time you play, you pick two to six players and make that one decision. You can win up to 100 times your money on Prize Picks with as little as four picks. More player action on Prize Picks now than ever, and it's the best way to get action on sports in more than 30 states now. Prize Picks also gives you injury insurance so your picks stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Download the free Prize Picks app and open your account. Use my name Clay for a first deposit match up to $100. Download the Prize Picks app. Use promo code CLAY, that's C-L-A-Y, to get set up and get a deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Grand Canyon University, a private Christian university in beautiful Phoenix, Arizona, believes that we're endowed by our Creator with certain unalienable rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. GCU believes in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. GCU equips you to serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. Change the world for good by putting others before yourself to glorify God. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's online, on-campus, and hybrid learning environments are designed to help you achieve your unique academic, personal, and professional goals. With over 330 academic programs as of September 2023, GCU meets you where you are and provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Let it flourish. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University, private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. We are going to be joined here shortly by Senator Haggerty from Tennessee to talk a lot about all of the craziness that is going on in our relationship with China. He was former ambassador to Japan. Uh, and bit of news, by the way, uh, that has just happened uh, the Ottawa police chief, for those of you out there who have been following the story in Canada, maybe you just got in and started listening to us right now. Jordan Peterson was with us in the first hour of the program, breaking down the chaos in Canada as you have basically Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau doing away with democracy in general. Uh, but the Ottawa police chief has resigned um, and the the idea is that he's going to publicly announce he's stepping aside after the Ottawa Police Services board meeting today. 
And so the question is going to be, um, what exactly is going on there? Is he being forced out? Uh, uh, what is going on with the relationship between this head of police and uh, the Canadian government as it pertains to trying to remove all of these truckers? And so we've got Senator Haggerty on with us uh, right now. And Senator, uh, I know we got a lot to get into with you, but have you been following the Canadian trucker protest and the truly extraordinary uh, powers that now Justin Trudeau has taken in terms of being able to monitor who's donating money where that money is coming from i mean for americans out there this is a truly draconian dictatorial action that the canadian prime minister has undertaken here it, it is uh, very draconian and i think it's a preview of where these big government democrats want to go this is socialist policy on steroids up there and it moves from big government essentially to big brother that's what we're seeing manifesting itself in Canada. I think that's the instinct of the people in the Biden administration right now as well, to move to crush opposition and to use the massive powers of government to do it. Again, it's, it's manifesting itself in Canada under Justin Trudeau, but we've heard Biden say himself that Trudeau ought to crush these truckers. And that's so counter to the liberty and freedom and everything that our nation stands for. Hey, Senator Haggerty, it's Buck. I'm just wondering if you think, based on what you're seeing now, uh, you know, we, we've been talking to people about how much support the Canadian truckers have. And obviously in this country, a lot of people see it as a real movement for not just freedom, but also normalcy. Are you getting the sense that some of your Senate Democrat colleagues and just Democrats who are going to be up in this cycle in general are worried that they overplayed their tyrannical hand with the COVID mandates and maybe paying a price? Or you think they believe they've handled it just right? Buck, I've got to believe they're thinking hard about this now. Uh, th there may have been a lot of inside the beltway, breathing your own exhaust going on up until the Virginia election. But after they saw the voters manifest their perspective and send Terry McAuliffe packing after they brought national Democrats in and really tried to make it about their national issues, I think they're beginning to realize that the American public doesn't want this big-handed government approach. And the Canadian situation is just underscoring that even further. But it's all part of the same theme. Americans have had it with big government. We want our liberty back. We want our freedom back. And if they're too deaf to, to miss that, they're going to be out of office come November. Senator Haggerty, also want to ask you about what's going on in uh, with, with China right now, the Olympics, and whether you think that, you know, how is the Biden administration handling all this? What do you think about the fact we're even having an Olympics in China? It feels like not a lot of people are watching it, so... Well, Clay, I've encouraged people not to watch it. The, the Biden administration went through with a, quote, diplomatic boycott of the Olympics, but I've pushed them to do far more. You know, I used to be the U.S. ambassador to Japan. I did a lot of work preparing for the 2020 Olympics with my team there. And what we did was press the pause button. We paused those Olympics for a year, and the Summer Olympics are much larger than these Winter Olympics. We should have hit the pause button on this one. Again, the International Olympic Committee should have never awarded it to, to Beijing, but we had the opportunity to press the International Olympic Committee and get them to move these Olympics to another venue. Uh, I, I, I feel for the athletes. I know that they've worked hard for this, uh, but just like they did in, in the 2020 Olympics, if they could wait another year and practice, they would be going to a much safer venue, and they would deny the communist government of China the opportunity to propagandize uh, what is supposed to be a celebration of the human spirit. What we've done is we've allowed the CCP to use this as a massive propaganda tool. Senator Haggerty, what do you think 
is going to happen in Ukraine based on the briefings that you have seen and tying it in with China. How much do you think of what Russia is doing is being watched by China, given they've already taken over Hong Kong effectively and ended democracy there? How much of a serious threat do you think China poses right now in the immediate future to Taiwan based partly on what might happen in Ukraine? Well, I think um, China and the CCP are watching Ukraine very, very closely, as you intimated. Um, And they're going to watch our response to it more than ever. Uh, because this is predictive for them of what we might do, how we might respond if they move further on Taiwan. I think you've got to back, back this up to the very beginning of the Biden administration, though, to understand the face cards that have been dealt to Vladimir Putin since Biden came into office. The first thing that Biden does is come into office, kill the Keystone XL pipeline, stop fracking, and basically wage war on the oil and gas industry. That's had the effect of driving energy prices through the roof. The number two producer of energy in the world is Russia. That windfall has gone straight to Vladimir Putin. We're probably funding all of this malign activity right now. If you look at Putin's direct engagements with us, the start, the start treaty extension that Biden gave him, you know, President Trump was trying to hold back on this nuclear weapons negotiation to get Russia to include a lot more in it. Biden came and with no conditions gave him a five-year extension. Then the next thing we see is Russian hackers come and hit the colonial pipeline. Instead of having real penalties for doing this, Again, Russian hackers hit our infrastructure here in America, our energy infrastructure. Joe Biden's response was to present a list of 16 industries and wag his finger and tell Vladimir Putin he shouldn't touch those. I'm sure that Vladimir Putin looked at that list and thought, boy, I didn't even see number 13 there. Maybe we should hit that one, too. It was just like a laundry list or a shopping list for him. And what does it say about the other industries in our nation? And then finally, with Nord Stream 2, uh, you know. We had congressionally mandated sanctions on what will be a huge geopolitical weapon that Russia will use to control the flow of energy into Europe. We had that stopped, and Biden waived it. So as Putin sees all of these space cards dealt this way, then he sees incompetence. Look at our southern border. Biden has allowed that to collapse. Look at what happened in Afghanistan, an embarrassment of of proportions we've never seen in our lifetimes. And look at crime here in America. What Putin is seeing is weakness at every turn. This is the opportunity of a lifetime to do just the type of thing he's doing right now. And other adversaries like China, as you you mentioned, are looking at this very, very closely. Senator, the Durham report is eventually going to come out in a larger context. We have the independent counsel investigation that is going on. How significant are the allegations against Hillary Clinton's campaign and what they might have done to both Donald Trump's campaign and when he was president? And if the Senate flips back to Republican hands and the same thing in the House, should there be investigations particularly focused on what Hillary Clinton's campaign did uh, in order to allegedly spy on Trump's? Because right now, obviously, many in the media are pretending this story doesn't exist. I'm curious what should happen on Capitol Hill in your mind based on the revelations we got Friday. Well, uh, step one is Durham needs to continue this probe. Step two, we need to retake the House and the Senate because you're talking about exactly what is going to happen. There needs to be massive oversight. This doesn't just have echoes of Watergate. It's much greater concern. We're talking about Hillary Clinton spying on the White House itself, one of the most secure complexes in the world. I mean, if our adversaries see that she was able to get away with this, what does it say about America? It's a direct attack on our democracy. And the liberal media refusing to cover it? This is just unbelievable. And when the GOP retakes the majority in 2022, there will be answers to this. We will not tolerate this. Senator Haggerty, I appreciate the time. We'll see you again soon and appreciate you fighting the battles you are every single day.
Clay, thank you so much. Great to be on with both of you and Buck. Thanks, Senator. That is Senator Haggerty out of Tennessee. We're going to talk, by the way, with Jim Jordan at the top of the next hour in about 20 minutes from now, dive into super detail on that Durham uh, investigation and what we learned on Friday and why it's so significant. But in the meantime, how about I save you a lot of money? How much difference could an extra $1,000 be to your family's budget every single month? How much difference could $12,000 mean in a year? Awful lot if you're like many families out there trying to make sure that you keep up with what's going on with this Biden inflation economy. You need as much money in your pocket as you possibly can. That's why you need American financing. Rates are still low right now, but because of the inflation issues out there, the Fed's going to start raising those rates. And that means your mortgage rate, 15-year, 30-year mortgage rates can go up in a substantial fashion in very short order. That is why... You need to call American Financing. They can save you $1,000 a month or more. Many of you haven't checked to see whether you're paying too much for your mortgage. Now is the time to do that. You can call American Financing at 800-777-8109. That's 800-777-8109. You can also go to AmericanFinancing.net, NMLS 182334, NMLSConsumerAccess.org. One more time, that number, 800-777-8109. Welcome back into the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show. We have been talking to you a lot about the realities of crime in big cities all across America and how it's getting worse getting worse from the low-level street stuff, the crimes of uh, vagrancy, the quality of life issues, all the way up to murder, to shootings, and uh, and rapes and other of the most serious crimes out there. True in New York, Portland, Los Angeles, San Francisco, Houston. Find me a major city, and chances are I'll show you a major increase in crime in the last 18 months. Number of factors, but a lot of it ties directly to not just the BLM movement, but Democrat policy decisions and prosecutors' offices. So here, here's just an example of what we're talking about. In New York City, it's a horrific crime. A woman was stabbed to death on the Lower East Side um, earlier this, uh, or rather on Sunday morning. Uh, a man followed this woman to her home and stabbed her over 40 times and killed her when he forced his way into her apartment on the Lower East Side right here in Manhattan, and he was out on supervised release on three open cases, including one where he randomly punched a stranger on the subway. He also has such an extensive record of crimes in New Jersey that they didn't even list them in the reporting about it. But he's out on supervised release, stabbed a woman to death. Maybe this is a guy that shouldn't have been out, obviously, on supervised release, but we have soft-on-crime policies. Meanwhile, in crazy land... You have people like Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez spewing nonsense about how people that want to be tough on crime, they want to stop people from getting the baby formula they need because I mean, you got to hear this to believe it. Because we we run away from substantive discussions about this, we don't want to say some of the things that are the, that are obvious, like gee, the child tax credit just ran out on December 31st, and now people are stealing baby formula. We don't want to have that discussion. We want to say these people are criminals, or we want to talk about people that are violent instead of environments 
of violence and what we are doing to either contribute or to dismantle that. This is the fundamental fallacy. You're hearing it from someone who is not very smart, but is very powerful in the Democrat Party. The fallacy, Clay, of course, is that we shouldn't be enforcing crimes against individuals more strictly or just enforcing them at all because society is the one that commits the crime. And the notion of stealing baby formula, I've seen a lot of videos of people stealing Louis Vuitton bags at $10,000 a pop. Haven't seen a lot of baby formula theft. Well, and this is where all sane people need to start pushing back in a real way. And I mean sane people, white, black, Asian, Hispanic, because the numbers reflect that the overwhelming majority of the American population believes that police have to be able to do their jobs. And when you are allowing mass thievery to occur, and when you are allowing, and Buck, I mean, I just, I, that story that, that out of New York, I mean, that guy followed her up six flights of stairs and stabbed her to death. Should have never been on the street, right? And what we are seeing happen, and by the way, that's not an outlier story, right? That's not something that rarely happens because the murder rate is skyrocketing. Every city in America right now, there is a story like that. Everyone who is listening to us right now, whatever city you are in, there is somebody who is 100% innocent that's been brutally murdered by someone who should have never been on the streets if we were actually enforcing our laws. That is the critical point. These are people overwhelmingly, when we find out about these heinous crimes that are happening, these murders as they're going on in city after city, they're not first-time offenders. They've got rap sheets you know, that look like a telephone book. And time and again, a prosecutor comes along and says, oh, but, you know, this person had a tough home life or, oh, but we want to be, you know, more social justice focused or whatever the case may be. Or we, we need to balance out the numbers of who's in prison and for what reason. So let's all of that, all those decisions which come from a left wing mindset in this country result in more dead people. And disproportionately, if we're going to talk about proportions, more dead young minority men. That's Amen. what's actually happening as a result of these progressive prosecutor policies and all the rest of the madness. All right, online identity theft protection is not a crime that you see on television shows, folks. There's rarely a bad guy shown pulled from his computer in handcuffs. The silent crime conducted by cyber hackers who know how to deposit malware on your iPhone or Android. I just got one of these sent to me a week ago. Let me tell you, they're really sophisticated. You click on something, you put in your credentials, and boom! They have stolen your identity. It is so easy for this to happen. What can you do to protect yourself? LifeLock. I've been a LifeLock member now for years. This is a company that vigilantly scans through online transactions looking for evidence of anything shady going on using your identity. And by the way, not only are they going to give you a heads up and try to protect you, if you become a victim of identity theft, LifeLock will connect you with a restoration specialist to help you. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses. You need to try LifeLock. Save 25% off your first year by using promo code BUCK. Call 1-800-LIFELOCK or go to LifeLock.com. Welcome back in. Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. We are rolling through the Tuesday edition of the program, and we are joined now by Michelle Tafoya, formerly of NBC Sports, who was on the sideline for the game between the Rams and the Bengals. It was a thrilling one. Michelle, does it feel strange for me to say for you, formerly of NBC Sports, welcome in 
And just let everybody here, biggest radio show in the country, we're excited to have you. Let us know where you're headed. Oh, gosh. Well, first of all, it is a little weird. Thanks for having me uh, to be called former because it was such a long stretch of my life that I've spent doing this. But um, you know what? I'm so excited. I am truly eager to get out and on with uh, the other parts of my life that are so important to me. Uh, you know, part of that is I joined Kendall Qualls' gubernatorial campaign in Minnesota. He's a Republican running for office. Uh, we don't agree on everything. I don't think I agree with anyone on everything. <laughs> Amen. Uh, but, you know, but you can find your differences, but find your commonalities and, and move forward. And, and that's who I'm supporting. So I'm going to help him win and, you know, doing a lot of other things. I'm speaking at CPAC next week and just a lot of irons in the fire as we speak that are going to result in something fun, meaningful, and helps, you know, guys, my, my, something's been tugging at my, like my soul and my gut for several years now that it's time to give back. Life has given me a lot and I've earned a lot of it, but life has given me great opportunities. I want to, I want to spend some time now leaving this place better than I found it. Michelle, it's Buck. I'm not a big pro sports follower. Um, well, shame. I'm kidding. (laughs) Um, So I, I can't speak to, to that much of it, but I do, uh, I do basically live 24-7 in the matrix of the news cycle, and there's been obviously a lot of sports stories, particularly in the last few years, I'd say, that have just become national-level news. And, and, and I mean political sports stories, not, you know, who won the Super Bowl, but right. who's taking a knee, who's having, you know, who's putting their hoods up, uh, you know, their hoodies up uh, on the floor of an NBA game, etc. And, you know, one thing I've learned from Clay, because he comes from the sports world, I come from the politics world, is that he says, and I, when he said this to me, I kind of looked skyward. I said, I don't even know how this is possible, but that the sports media may have gone further left and more woke than even the national political media. How did that happen? Like, why did this happen? And you're, you've, been in the, you've been in the game for a while. What, what caused this to occur? I cannot tell you what caused it. Um, I, I have some theories. Here's what I think, though. I'm not sure that's entirely true. I think that ESPN has definitely gone leftward and lurched quite a ways, and I think that they paid a price for that. And I think they are trying to take some sort of course correction and try to come back into the middle. But listen, the the biggest issues in the last few years have been things like Black Lives Matter and George Floyd and and, uh, – Black Lives Matter speaks to a lot of people of color. And you've got a lot of people of color playing in professional sports. So they rightly want to express themselves. And I think one of the mistakes that the NFL made was that when they first started kneeling, they told them to stop. Just let them do what they want to do and express themselves. Now, I know you're a private league, and I know you have rules. But I think that organically this thing would have figured itself out in some way because you had best friends on teams that disagreed on the topic. And you would see one guy kneeling and his best friend standing next to him with a hand on his shoulder. I'm talking about Derek Carr, uh, who would stand next to guys that, he, that were, behind, you know, were with Black Lives Matter. And they would kneel and he would stand with his hand on their shoulder. He still would listen to the anthem. You have one hand on his heart, the other on a guy's shoulder. This thing would have handled itself and kind of resolved itself or moved on organically without the league taking a hard stance. And I think that that just spurred it on even more. 
Michelle, you I was out in L.A. for the week. I left before the game. Uh, you were on the sideline. We opened yesterday's show saying whatever your feelings are on COVID, to have in L.A. basically 70,000 people, including virtually every celebrity that they showed on the broadcast, not wearing a mask, to then the next morning have to wake up on, on Monday and send your kids into school with masks, is that incongruity noticeable to you? Did you think about it at all as you were on the sideline for the game? You know, not during the game because my focus was elsewhere, but my brother went to the game and his wife, and he had been to a game at SoFi a few weeks back, he had to show his vaccination card in order to get in. This time did not have to show a vaccination card to get in. No one told him to put a mask on. Um, he's, he wasn't going to put one on anyway. I guess if they had, you know, held a gun to his head, maybe. But, um, you know, it's, it's, it is so rich with hypocrisy. And why our kids are the last line of mask wearing is absolutely beyond my comprehension. I don't know why they won't let this go. I, we've got science to show us the kids are the least vulnerable. Most kids, the vast majority of kids. And if we're going to sit around and try to come up with zero risk policies for danger in school, uh, we're going to be doing stuff and handcuffing, you know, putting on these policies, these strict policies in all kinds of ways. I can tell you that at my own kid's school, they, they were they stopped being allowed to climb on certain monkey bars because someone hurt their wrist. Uh, they stopped being allowed to play football at halftime because someone got hurt. You know, they weren't hurt and sent to the hospital. They were just hurt. So you keep putting up these, you know, ways to bubble wrap our kids. And in this case, yes, I understand that it's a pandemic, but we've got the data now. We have the science that everyone claims we should be directing our decisions. And yet they just won't let this go with the kids in school. And I, I, I'm baffled and I'm angry. Michelle Tafoya with us right now. Michelle as I understand it, you uh, guest hosted on The View, wondering how that how that was as an experience, and if you could find out where I am on the short list to maybe guest host at some point, because I feel like those ladies and I would have a lot to talk about. I think you would. I think, I think you should volunteer yourself. If you're not on that short list, they ought to get to know you. Um, it was a, a really interesting experience that taught me a lot about myself and my ability to stand up for the things that I believe in. Um, look, you're, you're talking with four women who really don't share your opinion if you're a conservative. And not only that, the entire audience is with them. So it, you're on a little island there. And it's not that they're yeah, – I, I don't want to make it sound like they're bullying or, or attacking, or, but it, your opinions are you're very much your own. And so you've got to be ready for that. And honestly – that's what's been pulling me to make a move in my career is that I have too many friends who are quote unquote afraid or scared to talk about their beliefs and their values because of what, what risk they're taking. This is, this is amazing to me that I've got friends who are scared to say things or post things on Facebook for fear of the repercussions. That ain't America. I think that's the vast majority of Americans right now, Michelle. And uh, I think you will find, as Buck and I have found, the number one thing that people say to me, uh, irrespective of all the opinions we share, is 
I'm so glad I listened to your show because you guys have conversations and say things that I'm afraid to actually attach my name to. And yeah. I just, I mean, how terrifying is that in America where many people feel like that? I think the vast majority, whether you're white, black, Asian, Hispanic, Democrat, Republican, independent, I think there's a stultifying fear that has taken over uh, much of it connected to social media. That's where it's, it's got to be up to people like us. I, I don't mean to sound dramatic about this. But I'm tired of being scared and seeing people scared. This is not a way to live, and this is not a way to have a civil society and a free society. This ain't it. Being scared of backlash on social media, this is not it. So I'm kind of like on this crusade to cut through the fear and let people know they have an ally. And I'm just not afraid anymore. I've been through the ringer on Twitter and Instagram and all the rest, and I lived to talk about it. And you know what? (laughs) There are a lot worse things in life than some stranger hating you. So if some stranger on Twitter wants to, you know, put me through a a written beatdown, they can do that. I I can choose to let that affect me or I can choose to say, eh, whatever. I don't know that person. Sometimes when you do know the person, it's a little startling because you find out your, your values are much different than you thought. So that's where I understand it gets dicey, but, um, but we've got to have these conversations. And if people are afraid to have them, then guys like you, people like me, we've got to have them for them, like on their behalf. You know, Michelle, it's may come as a shock to our listeners, but turns out there are some random strangers on the internet who like neither me nor Clay. It is a thing <laughs> which we still wonder, like, how is this possible? We're such My mom nice, is stunned that it could ever nice happen. fellows and... What's with all the all caps and the words I can't read on the radio? But anyway, Michelle Tafoya, where should folks go to follow your uh, your work or, or what you're up to next? Follow uh, you on Twitter? You know I, I, no, I'm not on social media oh. for that reason. Yeah, I'm off of it for now. Um, and I'm on LinkedIn. That's where you can find me just because that's kind of the least abrasive place I've found to post. People are polite on LinkedIn. You know, it's kind of like you feel like the HR department is watching you when you're writing on LinkedIn. So it's a little different. <laughs> So, you know, but you know what, that's that's okay. And I've had some pushback, but for the most part, um, that's where you can find me, at least for now. We'll see if that changes. I don't know. All right, Michelle Tafoya. Michelle, thanks so much for joining us on Clan Buck. We appreciate it. Appreciate you guys. Take care. One of the smartest actions you can take is to preserve the value of your savings by investing in real gold right now. It has been proven over time to be a consistent way of safeguarding value. In a year like the one we've just had, with inflation figures showing a 7.5% increase in a year's time, and more of that coming our way, come on, the Biden regime, think about it. Real gold is a form of real protection, and buying gold is made easy by the Oxford Gold Group. They also make it convenient and straightforward for you to take delivery of your purchase of real gold. By the way, the same thing can happen with your IRA or your 401k. Real gold and silver into your retirement accounts. The Oxford Gold Group will beat any competitor's price on gold, silver, platinum, and palladium. Call Oxford Gold today to request your free precious metals investment guide by dialing pound 250 on your cell and speaking the keywords gold IRA. You'll receive your precious metals investment guide directly to your phone and get all your questions answered with one call to Oxford Gold. Simply dial pound 250. Dial right now from your phone, pound 250 Say the keywords gold IRA. (laughs) 
Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. Grand Canyon University, a private Christian university in beautiful Phoenix, Arizona, believes that we're endowed by our Creator with certain unalienable rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. GCU believes in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. GCU equips you to serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. Change the world for good by putting others before yourself to glorify God. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's online, on-campus, and hybrid learning environments are designed to help you achieve your unique academic, personal, and professional goals. With over 330 academic programs as of September 2023, GCU meets you where you are and provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Let it flourish. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University, private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu. The number one fantasy sports app in America is Prize Picks. It's the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Five million members already active on Prize Picks. If you've not yet downloaded Prize Picks, do it today. Unlike other apps on Prize Picks, it's just you against the number. It's about the players and not the teams. You look for the sports you know best and that you follow the most. Then you make a single decision on each player projection, more or less. Every time you play, you pick two to six players and make that one decision. You can win up to 100 times your money on Prize Picks with as little as four picks. More player action on prize picks now than ever, and it's the best way to get action on sports in more than 30 states now. Prize picks also gives you injury insurance, so your picks stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Download the free prize picks app and open your account. Use my name, Clay, for a first deposit match up to $100. Download the prize picks app. Use promo code CLAY, that's C-L-A-Y, to get set up and get a deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Welcome back into the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show. We're going to talk about crime in a few moments, but first, the Canadian Trucker Showdown, the Freedom Convoy versus Justin Trudeau. We have somebody who really understands exactly what's going on with this, the political dynamics, the national-level dynamics for Canada. Jordan Peterson is with us now. He is a clinical psychologist, author, podcaster, 
and we are very pleased that he's joining us. Jordan, thank you so much for calling in. Thanks for the invitation. What do you see happening right now, Jordan? What does this mean when the Trudeau regime invokes the Emergencies Act because of the trucker convoy in Ottawa, and how do you see this playing out? Well, even the Toronto Star today, the editorial board of the Toronto Star, which is a newspaper as close to a a government mouthpiece as can possibly be imagined, came out and stated forthrightly today that this showed a complete breakdown of leadership, and that was a catastrophic error. So I think the net result will likely be the cessation of the Trudeau government. That's my guess. Uh, I've talked to the truckers to some degree this morning, and Nothing has really changed on the ground for them in Ottawa. There's no evidence of more intense enforcement of the hypothetical laws that now govern Canada. So I think that our prime minister in his juvenile manner has made a fatal error. Uh, Jordan, I appreciate you coming on with us. I'm curious what you feel because you travel quite a lot. And historically, Americans would think of Canada as being a more laid-back, easygoing version of America, right, where everybody's pretty uh, pretty uh, compatible. And this idea of the division that we are seeing right now is, is frankly kind of staggering. For you as a Canadian, is it also kind of crazy to you, because I know you've been back and forth to the United States more, to see the United States as a more normal, easygoing country. I mean, even New York and California, which are very restrictive, seem pretty open, I would imagine, to Canadians. What's going on? How did how did Canada get here? Well, the, the Canadian founding principles are peace, order, and good government, say, rather than right to life, liberty, and happiness. And so our country has always been predicated on a kind of moderate stability, and for decades... Uh, for generations, it was perfectly reasonable for Canadians to be uh, trusting of their fundamental institutions, educational institutions, media institutions, provincial government, municipal government, federal government. Everything was reliable and worked moderately to extremely well. And so Canadians could be justified in their trust of all those systems. And a lot of that has been turned on its head in the last few years uh, to a degree that well, it's almost unimaginable, especially perhaps as a consequence of media collusion with the government and the inability of ordinary people to obtain accurate information from once reliable news sources. Uh, I, I think everyone in Canada is in, in utter shock at all of this. And Canadians are being called upon to make a decision, which is either their fundamental governing institutions have become, in, in some sense, uh, frighteningly unreliable or the tr- or there's something wrong with the truckers and it's easy for many of them many canadians to believe the latter but unfortunately the truth of the matter is is that the former is true now i'm hoping that you know, good, p- peaceful heads and wisdom will prevail and that this will be handled in a typically canadian way which is that through and things will return to something approximating normal but yeah, it's it's unprecedented times in Canada. The degree of division in the country is is higher, I would say, even than during the separatist crisis of the last few decades. We're speaking to Jordan Peterson, author, podcaster, and psychologist. Many of you sure, uh, certainly familiar with his his books and his work in the past. Uh, Jordan, do you think that there is a a a high probability that Trudeau at some point is going to just rely on? 
the brute force of sending in law enforcement to remove these protesters, uh, including violently. And do you well, think, think that they will go through that. with that? Well, that's the real question. It isn't obvious to me that he actually has enough control to do that. The, the, the city of Ottawa tried to get the tow truckers to tow the rigs out of Ottawa. They all re- Al Trudeau said yesterday he could compel ordinary citizens, such people who drive tows, to comply with his now draconian legislation. But it isn't obvious to me that he understands who he's dealing with. The people who do that sort of job aren't easily pushed around. Uh, like, seriously, they're not easily pushed around. And I'm accustomed to dealing with people who will bend a knee, let's say, is to me at all that the police, the military, the tow truckers, the people who would have to put boots on the ground to stop this are going to be willing to use that kind of force. Uh, we'll see, but I don't. I don't think it's probable. And the opt, even if that does happen, the optics are going to be terrible because the people in Ottawa, the truckers, are by and large decent, hardworking, committed citizens who've been pushed beyond their capacity to tolerate these invasive mandates, which have been described as illegal by one of the drafters of our Charter of Rights, the only living signatory to the Charter of Rights. It isn't obvious to me Trudeau has the upper hand. I do really believe the most likely outcome is that his government will fall. That that's what I wanted to follow up on because you told us that, and I think the answer to your to our first question, we're talking with uh, Jordan Peterson uh, about the situation that is going on right now in Canada. You said that you think the most likely outcome is that Justin Trudeau's government is going to fall. What would that look like for Americans who are listening to you right now? What would that process look like, and how would it happen in the event that you are correct and Justin Trudeau's government does? sort of fall well he would lose a non a vote of not he would lose a vote of confidence in that in the parliament so right now with the ndp which is the socialist party in canada he has a majority of the representatives let's say equivalent to the representatives in the american system supporting his government constituting his government but if enough of his of the representatives that make up the liberal party and support him um, dispute his policies and turn away from from his mandates and that's starting to happen then he'll lose a majority in the house and he'll have to call an election he'll have to resign the governor general would call upon him to resign as a motion of non-confidence and then um and then he would have to call an election jordan what is your message consequence of that was his leadership would be replaced jordan what is your message to the truckers right now keep your heads keep your heads gents don't take the bait don't take the provocation. Uh, work out an exit strategy as carefully as you possibly can. Make your conditions for satisfaction clearly known. And above all, keep doing the peaceful things that you've been doing so remarkably. And hold, hold, hold that firmly in mind, that commitment firmly in mind. Is there any way that Justin Trudeau gives in? Jordan, because when you look right now at what's going on, for instance, in the United States, so many states are finally saying, hey, we're lifting mask requirements, we're lifting vaccine mandates. I think by the time Joe Biden speaks at the State of the Union on March 1st, 
he's going to basically have an entire country that is demanding a return to normalcy. And we're seeing that, obviously. Is there any way Justin Trudeau argues, hey, the science has changed. I'm going to change the, the, the requirements that exist in Canada and try to claim it's the science changing, not the pressure from the truckers. Is there a way out, in other words, for Trudeau other than violently potentially removing these truckers from where they are protesting? Well, many of the provinces in Canada, so the equivalent of American states, have already announced the the sequential cessation of the vaccine. And that's all happened within the last week. And there's a direct consequence of the protests and pressure and the change in conservative leadership at the federal level, because that party dispensed with its previous as a consequence, I would say, of these protests. Um, so the provinces, many of the provinces, have started to back mandates, especially the ones who are run by more conservative politicians. Pretty good sign. And the provinces in Canada have a lot of power, and I suspect more of them will shift in that direction in the next couple of days, or certainly in the next weeks. Um, harder and harder for Trudeau to take a moderate... I suspect he still could, although it isn't obvious that he can do it and still retain any credibility it would be the best pathway forward. But my observations indicate that he's more than prepared to double down. Uh, I've never been an admirer of Trudeau. I think he offers through false pretenses, meaning that he had a well-known family name uh, because his father was the prime minister for many years. And he has this reputation in Canada that the Kennedys and the Bushes do in the United States. But he had none of the training or education or, I would say, competence or perhaps intelligence and wisdom necessary to do a job as difficult as being prime minister. And yet he was perfectly willing to adopt the role. And I think we're seeing we're seeing that playing out in his policy decisions. He's a juvenile person, in my estimation, and I'm not saying that lightly. I've watched him very and certainly his actions over the last three weeks have been no matter how badly you think he could have managed it, he managed to manage it worse. And sure. I, I'm not saying that with any degree of triumph. I think it's a catastrophe for the country. Jordan Peterson, thank you so much for joining us here. If you haven't already, check out Jordan's 12 Rules for Life or Beyond Order, any of his fantastic books uh, and his podcast. Jordan, thank you for making the time. Yeah, well, thanks very much for the invitation, and thank you for all you, to all of you who are listening. That is Jordan uh, Peterson. We are the Clay and Buck Show. And I got to tell you, there's not a week that goes by without one company or institution having to put out an alert telling their customers they've been a victim of a database breach. Cyber hackers put their focus on companies storing credit card and personal data. That information in the wrong hands, valuable to the bad guys. It's a silent crime. No store alarms go off. No sirens start blaring. If your info is involved, you may not even know it for weeks or months. Good thing there's LifeLock. This is a company with the technology and expertise to constantly monitor online transactions, looking for evidence your information's mixed up in some type of fraudulent activity. If they see it, they alert you immediately. And if it turns out your information's being used for unauthorized purchases or worse, LifeLock immediately assigns you to work with a dedicated restoration specialist to help you fix the problem. All you need is to get this kind of protection, is to become a LifeLock member. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but you can help protect what's yours with LifeLock by Norton. Join now and save up to 25% off your first year 
by using promo code CLAY. Call 1-800-LIFELOCK or go online to lifelock.com and use promo code CLAY, that's C-L-A-Y, for up to 25% off. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. The warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. 